faithwire.com. America's getting ready to spend a few more trillion dollars, yes, with a T, but can we afford it? Mostly rhetorical question. Today's Monday, September 27th, 2021. I'm Dan Andros. We'll have this top story and more on today's 4 and 3 podcast from CBN's Faithwire. Four big stories, three things you need to know about them, all from a Christian perspective. That's what we do here. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. We're here every day. We, Well, Monday through Friday. We're not here on Saturday and Sunday. We have lives. <laughs> at least we think we do. Uh, but we'd love to have you along for the ride with us. Joining me today, as always, Trey Gons phillips from faithwire.com with a look at what's coming up. What's going on, Trey? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. So today <laughs> we're going to talk about uh, New York Governor Kathy Hochul. She says that unvaccinated Christians are just not listening to God. Ah. Uh, and then, yeah, so uh, the 12th state, a 12th state, not the 12th state, yeah. another state uh, has joined the chorus of states that are calling out Ben and Jerry's and Unilever and penalizing them uh, over their boycott of Israel. Uh, and then a Chinese filmmaker has removed Moses from the title of a, a movie, his movie, uh, to avoid offending the communist regime uh, and plot twist the movie's not really even a biblical story so we'll get into the it's details just, later it's about another like moses malone or something and they're just gonna take yeah. it right out of there yeah all right we'll have a look forward to the details on that we're, <laughs> we're gonna dive right into story number one here trey because i mean look it's a doozy we're, we're talking these infrastructure bills now remember the good old days when it used to be billions seemed like a lot i mean now we're in the trillion zone so nancy pelosi on sunday she did back off her pledge to bring the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill up for a vote on Monday, saying she won't do it if the votes aren't there. But she did say uh, that she's going to get a pass. So here's the three things you need to know, starting with number one, the details. Pelosi said she's never bringing to the floor a bill that doesn't have the votes. Can't choose the date. You just got to go and you have the votes in a reasonable time. And she said, we are going to pass the bill this week. That's what she said to ABC News uh, on the Sunday shows. Last Friday, she said she'd bring the measure up to a floor vote um, today and under pressure from moderate Democrats who've kind of tied the fate of this thing to the $3.5 trillion spending plan. Now, the moderates allegedly want the measure to pass the, the smaller one, the smaller one, $1.2 trillion, but... <laughs> But the more progressive Democrats are pushing for a vote first on the $3.5 trillion bigger bill um, that has all the climate stuff, the family leave, all the social safety net type things involved in it. So that's kind of the fight that's going on here now. And number two on this one, I mean, basically there's this drama being created, Trey, where over the amount of the bill and is it tied together and people like AOC who would fall into that more progressive group uh, that minority, the very vocal minority in the Democratic Party, that's becoming louder though. Um, but AOC, I mean, are they really going to vote down trillions in spending because it's not quote inextricably linked to the larger budget bill? It seems like a stretch that uh, progressives would turn down trillions in spending. But she says AOC says yes that that's the quote bare minimum that's needed, three point five trillion that is. Um, but if it's the best they can do in climate. And the climate is really actually in peril. I mean, are they really going to just tank all of it? Just going to not get any trillions of dollars spent? I mean, that's unlikely. I mean, it feels more like this is just sort of political theater. 
I mean, kind of like the other day when AOC cried over voting for the Iron Dome funding. <laughs> that means a defense system, and she cried over it. Like, oh, I hate defending people, I guess, was what she was saying. I don't know. So number three, why does it matter? I mean, look, there's a lot of politics involved with this thing, but it matters. I mean, we just came off a year where we had yeah. trillions in government spending just so we could keep businesses closed because we didn't want a virus to spend. So, I mean, you spent trillions of dollars. They finally are just starting to get some of that Um some of the, those stimulus checks and things like that are just finally starting to go away. And so, I mean, it just doesn't seem like this is something that's not the best time. I mean, trillions of dollars, always going to be a lot of money, but we just spent trillions of dollars. So it, it just seems like a really not a good time to do this sort of spending, but Pelosi says she's going to get it through. And I mean, just kind of like a, isn't it weird that the government will spend trillions of dollars, uh, while like the everyday American loses thousands of dollars <laughs> right. or some millions of dollars yeah. uh, in a in a year because of the restrictions put in place by the very same government that spent trillions in order to save us from them, I yeah. guess. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just a weird world that we live in. And also, I think these days we see the word billions and certainly trillions more and more. I mean, I don't really even know. Like, what is a trillion dollars? Like, what is a stack of a trillion dollars? What does that look like? It's hard to even fathom uh, it, because they're just yeah. it's just kind of these words that we hear. So I don't think it really hits home to the average person how yeah. much money the government is spending every single year. Yeah, and you know how you, whenever you see like a – if you've ever been to one of the, the printing, the U.S. Mint, and seen yeah. like pallets of cash – it's always smaller than you would think it'd be like, wow, that's a billion dollars right there on that one pallet. I feel like hmm. a, a trillions of dollars is still going to look big. You're going to be like, oh, wow, yeah, that's a big pile of money there. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. so much money. And the crazy thing is, you know, when Republicans would push uh, tax cuts, you would hear the cries of we can't afford this. We can't afford to let people keep more of their own money. But then now the shoe's yeah. on the other foot. And what they're saying now is that this... $3.5 trillion in spending will actually not cost anything, quote-unquote, because it's paid for. That's what they keep saying. And, I mean, that's like me saying, well, yeah, I'm going to buy this Ferrari over here, and but it's paid for with my credit card. Like, that doesn't... <laughs> no, I mean, the, you're still spending the money, and we're still going to be yeah. out $3.5 trillion. So it's... Uh, a lot of politics being played, a lot of word games, and you have to, again, I mean, this is something we always talk about, Trey, but be careful to not just consume whatever narrative, because they're trying to sell you something, whether it's Republican yeah. or Democrat. They're trying to sell you something. The truth is usually somewhere not in those two narratives. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, wouldn't it be nice if we could all spend ourselves into oblivion without any consequence <laughs> the way the government does? Just raise the spending limit, Trey. We're just going to raise it. Oh, right. Th well, we're over budget. He's going to raise it. <laughs> I think I'm going to start calling Chase Bank or Wells Fargo, you know, whatever. And would you mind if we just start raising the debt limit? That way you know, I don't have to pay the tax. Right. Yeah. Um, I'll just pay I'll just the other debt. Say. Just raise the limit. I'll pay my other with the card. And yeah. we'll get to the other stuff later. I mean, it's all, it's all paid. I'll pay. Yeah. Sounds good to me. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Story number two. Uh, so New York Governor Kathy Hochul, she said Sunday that Christians who forego vaccination against COVID-19 are not listening to God. 
uh, whom she said wants them to take the shots. Uh, so here are three things you need to know. We'll start number one with details. So Hochul, who replaced disgraced former Governor Andrew Cuomo, you'll remember, uh, made the comments during a speech at the Christian Cultural Center in the Bronx on Sunday. Uh, her remarks came just one day today uh, before her vaccine healthcare workers took effect. And here's part of what she had to say. I prayed together during this time. And you know what? God did answer our prayer. He made the smartest men and women, the scientists, the doctors, the researchers. He made them come up with a vaccine. That is from God to us. And we must say thank you, God. Thank you. And I wear my vaccinated necklace all the time to say I'm vaccinated. All of you. Yes, I know you're vaccinated. You're the smart ones. But you know there's people out there who aren't listening to God and what God wants. You know this. You know who they are. I need you to be my apostles. I need you to go out and talk about it and say, we owe this to each other. We love each other. Jesus taught us to love one another. And how do you show that love but to care about each other enough to say, please get vaccinated because I love you. I want you to live. So, Dan, I have to, is she Jesus? I, that's what I was just, you know what? When I first rolled that clip in, I did not catch the part where she said, be my disciples. I didn't yeah, catch or that. Apostles. Or apostles. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yes, apostles. So that's, yeah, I, I guess in this analogy, that's kind of where <laughs> she's put herself. Yeah. So I, my uh, the best I can put it is she's Jesus. And uh, the information about the vaccine is the gospel. Mm. Uh, and and uh, those who are vaccinated are supposed to be the, uh, the chief evangelists of this for her. And I guess this is how she can know that people aren't listening to God. Because obviously, yeah. if she's Jesus in the equation, she's <laughs> you know part of that whole trifecta there. So, makes sense. Oh my goodness! Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get ourselves in trouble here. Right, so right. The, sar the, the sarcasm. There's sarcasm happening here. In case you missed it, that that was there's some sarcasm happening. Go ahead. Yes. All right. So no, number two, uh, Hochul has been fighting those who are, have been seeking religious exemptions from the vaccine now for weeks. We've covered this at CBN and at Faithwire. Uh, she said in mid-September that she's not aware of a sanctioned religious exemption from any organized religion, arguing that faith leaders are encouraging the opposite. They're encouraging people to take the shot. Uh, everybody from the Pope, she said, on down is encouraging people to get vaccinated against COVID. Uh, Hochul went on to state that her administration will defend the right of New York to ensure that any Anyone in health in a healthcare facility can meet a patient, and that patient does not have to worry uh, when they go in there for healthcare that they're going to contract a virus from one of the people that are supposed to protect their health. So those comments came after U.S. District Judge David Hurd issued a temporary restraining order against the state, uh, barring it from enforcing the edict on 17 health professionals, including nurses and doctors, uh, who each argued that it's in their court filing uh, that it violates their constitutional rights uh, by, by saying that they're not allowed to have religious exemptions. Uh, so Hochul put this edict in place. Actually, it was it predated Hochul, uh, Cuomo put it in place, and then she stripped out uh, religious exemptions, and that's what she's been getting flack for. So number three here, why does it matter? Like, regardless of anyone's opinion on vaccines, I just think as Christians, uh, we should be concerned with the government, one, telling us what we can and can't do, and then refusing to leave any room for, like, genuine dissent, right. uh, particularly religious dissent. And then also this, like, this villainizing Dan of yeah. the other side. Like, uh, you know, she's, she's just trying to, it seems to me, like she's trying to ingrain hatred of the other uh, in these people, and, and she's using their faith as kind of like, her wedge like her, yeah. her her way in i've seen a lot of this 
there, I follow, I know you're not a big sports guy, but I, I do follow obviously yeah. some of the sports and, you know, Carson Wentz has been taking some heat cause they've lost their first couple of games and apparently he's not vaccinated. And so you see a lot of criticisms going, why can't he just get vaccinated? And he's making it hard on everybody. And Kyrie Irving is another one out there, um, a basketball player. And it sounds like he doesn't have the vaccine. And so, but you see a lot of criticism heaped on people and, you know, very much echoing some of these things you've been seen said from the top. You know, you get the yeah. you get Biden, you get Kamala Harris, you get the governor of New York saying these things. And then you're seeing people repeated. They're parroting this stuff like, yeah, what's wrong with this person? So you're right. That villainizing and vilification of people who have not gotten the vaccine seems to be escalating. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I don't see how we make it past that uh, with any sort of good outcome. So I'm yeah. just hoping, particularly believers, uh, you know, whether you're vaccinated or not, you're for it or you're you're against it or you're somewhere in between, you're just skeptical. Uh, fight back against that when you, you, if you feel that coming up, welling up with, within yourself, uh, fight up against, yeah. you know, fight back against that. And then also just speak up for people, you know, people, yeah. people are people, uh, <laughs> regardless of whether they get vaccinated or not, we're all made in the image of God. So treat each other that way all right let's head into story number three a 12th state has joined the mix in taking sort of a punitive action against ben and jerry's the yes the ice cream people and uh, their parent company unilever over their decision to sort of boycott israel so here's three things you need to know starting with number one the details it's the state of Texas. They announced that they are limiting business with Ben and Jerry's and their parent company, Unilever, uh, over the company's decision to stop selling products in Israel uh, settlement communities. Glenn Hagar, who's a comptroller, he said in a statement that the two companies had been added to the state's, quote, list of companies that boycott Israel. So, so Texas has this state law. Uh, that describes boycott Israel as, quote, refusal to deal with terminating business activities with or otherwise taking any action that is intended to penalize, inflict harm on or limit commercial relations specifically with Israel or with a person or entity doing business in Israel. You get the you get the point. Um, that's basically Texas state law. So they looked at this and that's the decision they decided to go with. Um, prior to, they had said that they were reviewing the statements uh, by both Ben and Jerry's and Unilever before they made a decision and they've apparently done that. So he added that Texas law is clear on the issue and that his office has long supported Israel. Uh, and so they ended up deciding to uh, take this uh, seriously. And earlier this month, you had other states, Arizona, Florida, New Jersey. They all announced plans to fully divest from Ben and Jerry's and Unilever. So not all just, uh, you know, kind of deep red states there. Yeah. Especially New Jersey being the interesting one there. Uh, so number two on this one, Ben and Jerry's, they made the announcement. All this began back in July uh, when they said they'd stop selling their ice cream in the West Bank, which includes, of course, the biblical lands of Judea, Samaria and Eastern Jerusalem. But um, and they said it was inconsistent with their values to do so. Um, so the company's founders, this is interesting, by the way, Bennett uh, Cohen and Jerry Greenfeld, they told New York Times that they no longer control the company, but approve of the action in Israel. And uh, they're, they're Jews. They said, we're proud Jews. It's part of who we are and how we've identified ourselves for our whole lives. 
As our company began to expand, Israel was one of our first markets overseas. Um, they said there were supporters of the state of Israel, but it's possible to support Israel and oppose some of its policies, just as we've opposed policies of the U.S. government. So uh, interesting line they're taking there. So why does it matter? I mean, just it matters. I mean, Trey, we're living in a time here where I think this is self-evident of, you know, fleeting and flimsy support. I mean, people are just everything that we thought was sacred is not and will be abandoned yeah. on a dime. So it's good to see some of these states stepping up and supporting Israel because, I mean, look, we've seen Israel's history over the years. We know what's going on there, especially with Iran and its neighbors who want to see them wiped off the map. It's just not helpful uh, for for people to not be standing with them. And so it's good to see people standing up. I realize this is just an ice cream company, but, you know, this is one of those things that it can snowball. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm a fan of Ben and Jerry, so I don't like seeing uh, seeing this uh, <laughs> this kind of story. But um, it's too expensive. It's always... I like Ben and Jerry's, but it's like you get the little pint there. It is like expensive. seven bucks. That's anyway, true. It is expensive. Sorry, that's just a personal complaint. Um, but the thing that's always kind of puzzling to me is is what the founders were saying about, well, you know, just like we don't agree with all the U.S. policies, we don't necessarily agree with all of Israelis' policies. And that's fine. I, I think that's that's completely fine to have that position on certain, on certain aspects of their politics. But the thing is, is that Israel is the only functioning democracy, a teeny little yeah. democracy, uh, and the, the opposing side are terrorist organizations, uh, like you said, trying to get them off of the the, the the map altogether um so it's not you know it, it's just not really the same thing as just saying oh we have a we have a difference of political opinion right. uh, this is over their right to exist as a people group uh, and to you know to to hold land uh, as as a sovereign country um so it's just a, it's just a little bit more complex than saying well just like i don't agree with all u.s political decisions as you know I, I also don't agree with all israeli political decisions because on paper i completely agree with that and i can you know that's that's true um but it's just like i said it's a bit more complex than that and a, a bit more nuanced than that yeah totally so all right story number four so a chinese filmmaker behind a movie with the title that includes the name moses has suddenly rebranded in order to avoid offending the country's communist regime uh, so here are three things you need to know. We'll start number one with the details. Uh, so during a red carpet event last week, director Zhang Qi uh, told reporters the film, originally titled Moses on the Plane, uh, will be renamed Fire on the Plane, according to Radio Free Asia. So Father Francis Louis uh, of the Chinese Christian Fellowship of Righteousness believes that the true motivation behind the film's name change is because Moses is, of course, a bibli biblically significant character so he said moses is not only a biblical name but also a national hero of the israelites are the authorities afraid of the positive significance of his name for example he once led the israelites to resist egyptian tyranny and strive for national freedom and liberation so but the odd thing is here dan the movie is not at all a biblical story uh, the <laughs> name just happens to be the same uh, it's a film adaptation of a novel uh, that was by this you know the same name moses on the plane uh, and the story is set in the industrial northeast of china and it follows a man investigating the murder of a taxi driver <laughs> according to variety so like i said it's not overtly religious i don't even know if it's like a little bit religious <laughs> uh, so 
Uh, number two here, look, the release of this movie and its subsequent renaming comes not long after the Chinese government uh, in the spring removed Bible apps and Christian accounts from WeChat, which is the main Chinese uh, social media platform. Bible apps have also been removed from the Apple App Store in China. Hard copies of the Bible are not available for sale online uh, anywhere, uh, and you certainly really can't get them at brick-and-mortar shops uh, to speak of at all. Uh, so, you know, there's just a, a lot going on. This is just another piece of the puzzle. So number three, why does it matter? Like this kind of chilling is is because of the persecution Christians and other religious minorities, including Muslim minorities, face in China. As believers, Dan, I just think we have a, you know, a responsibility to call this stuff out um, and just to pray for our brothers and sisters in Christ because they're facing all kinds of stuff. And I realize that a, a name change in a movie uh, is not the not a big deal uh, when you look at the the context of everything that's going on, but it is an indicator of just how bad it is in China mm. that culturally you can't even use the name Moses uh, in a movie release uh, because it happens to be the name of a prominent biblical yeah. character. Well, and imagine, I mean, this is just the thing we see, right? This is the thing they don't hide. I mean, right? Imagine what goes on, and the fact that somebody would be that afraid enough that they have to actually capitulate and change it. Um, yeah. goes to show the amount of power that this communist Chinese government has and just the dangers of allowing the government to have this much control over us. Again, like you said, yeah, it does, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, just changing a movie name, does that harm anything? Probably not. No big deal. But um, in the grand scheme of things, but that's not the problem. The problem is everything else underneath it, right? That you, you, know, you see the amount of control that this government yeah. has and it's frightening it's frightening especially when you see the the mind control um kind of tactics that they use in those um re-education camps that they're sending muslims to and other religious yeah. minorities like christians to in order to change their thinking so yeah. i mean this is a big deal in china and and, and uh it should kind of guide a lot of the how we treat them but unfortunately this kind of stuff gets swept under the rug because of china's power and yeah, and you know the movie title change is not even the first time this kind of thing has happened. I mean, you know, Hollywood studios have released movies uh, and then edited certain clips or right. the way things are portrayed when they release it uh, over in the Chinese market. So this is not just something that happened out of the blue. It's something that's been happening, uh, and I would hope that in the future, particularly in this era of of injustice and calling it out domestically, uh, we would call out some of it happening uh, overseas and particularly in China, but uh, that's really yet to be seen as we've talked about several times here on the podcast. Indeed. All right. That is, uh, that is all the time we have for today's episode of the four and three podcast. As always, make sure to head on over to faithwire.com and cbnnews.com for more news from a Christian perspective. Click away, click all the links, click, uh, click three, click seven, see how many <laughs> you can click. Let's just see what you can do. Um, but we will be back here tomorrow again with more news from a Christian perspective. God bless. Have a great rest of your day.